everyone, and welcome to East Coast Office Hours, the office hours that happen over here on the Eastern Seaboard. Mostly New York, really, mostly Mm -hmm. Brooklyn. That's Mm -hmm. really what's happening. It's not like we're on the whole East Coast, we're just in Brooklyn, which is fine. It's a a sunny, hot day. We're coastal elites, yeah. (laughs) I mean, yes. Yes, we are, according to plenty of discourse this week. I suppose we are coastal elites. I'm Danielle. I am joined, of course, by Merritt. Uh, And we take this opportunity every week, every Friday afternoon, to talk about the work we did this week and also just, like, kind of shoot the shit a bit, uh, talk about what's been going on. Uh, It's a beautiful day. I, I can't stress that enough. It is a beautiful day, and I want to be outside. I was outside earlier. <gasps> you were? Yeah. What's it I, like out there? <laughs> it's real hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't help to uh, be wearing a mask. They're going to have a real hard time getting people to wear masks as it gets hotter. Like, if you thought it was hard to yeah. get people to wear masks now when it's, like, physically 95. uncomfortable to do so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or when it starts to, like affect people's breathing that's gonna be rough but yeah i was outside it was weird being on the train there was like no one else um i went into the city to go to a dentist appointment sure sure and yeah there was like no one else uh on my car in the train that's well that's good i mean like that's healthy but also like what a wild experience that must be (laughs) it's like a weird thing to happen i mean it's not like the most high traffic time in the world. It was like, sure. you know, 1030 in the morning on a Friday. But still, like zero other people. That's so... The only times I, I usually yeah. experience that are when I'm like taking the train really late at night, which now, like of course... Like four in the morning. Yeah. yeah kind which of now yeah. is impossible because it's closed from one to five. Yeah, exactly. I haven't been in public transit since... March, like since the shutdown. Uh, And like, I don't even know what it's going to be like when I go back. Like the only vehicles I've been in have been like an ambulance and like my partner's car. Those are the two things that I have ridden in in like three, four, whatever months it is. I don't even know. Mm -hmm. It's odd. And I I normally am on like the train or the bus every day. Like it's it's part of life here, obviously. (laughs) It's just weird. It's weird. I don't know how to feel about it. It's going to be bizarre. Things sort of started opening up here on Monday officially, but it still feels fairly similar, at least in Bushwick, or at least where I'm where I'm at. Like things still have limited hours. Things are still, you know, people obviously are still wearing masks and being pretty good about it so far. And yeah, it still feels like it felt a couple weeks ago. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I am a little worried about a second spike. I will say that for sure uh, in COVID cases. Yeah. But I guess we'll kind of just see how that goes. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I actually was tested recently and found out that I don't have antibodies. So Wait, wait, what? I definitely (laughs) thought that I had it. And when I spoke to a doctor, they were like, yeah, you probably have it. I didn't get tested at the time. But... I don't know what I had then. I guess it might have just been like a really bad cold or like a flu or something. But yeah, sure. like a couple of months ago, I, I was just like laid up for a couple of days. 
with yeah. just this intense exhaustion and these symptoms that like, you know, at the time people were like, oh yeah, that's, um, that's it's kind of a textbook. Like from what, what yeah, I, you know, yeah. what you told me at the time, it was like, yeah, that sounds like, that's but, what I'm taught to look for like right. in my patients, you know, Apparently, so, yeah. though, that wasn't it because yeah, I don't have, um, I don't have it right now and I don't have antibodies. So sure. Sure. I, I can't be quite as devil may care, I guess, as I <laughs> thought I could, even though we don't really know how the immunity stuff works. But yeah, there are still a lot of false negatives and false positives, mm -hmm. apparently. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's again, this is like not 100% up to the minute reporting. This was like a couple of weeks ago. People are still saying like, yeah, it's it's a useful tool. Absolutely. For like getting a, a general idea of populations. But like for individuals, it's still not quite near enough to 100% where they can say, oh, with absolute confidence, this test mm. or that, you know, that kind of thing. So that's also, po it's also possible that you do have antibodies and just the test isn't 100% there yet. But right. Yeah, I, I was going to go for testing this week because my gym actually had a pop up testing <laughs> thing uh, going on, which was really cool. But I, my partner went to get tested both for if they have it and antibodies. And we've been pretty much hold up together for a lot of the time. So I was like, mm -hmm. well, if they, that plus the, I guess, 100% part, I've been like, well, yeah. Also, I'm going to have to go out in a lot of PPE, kind of no matter what. So I'm just like, all right, it's fine. Like, yeah. I'll just, I'll go out in my plastic gown forever. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was at the dentist today, everyone had like full <laughs> plastic shield. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, you know, the, um, administrative staff has like, like, uh, almost like a bank teller kind of thing in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Also that really, that was something that surprised me the first time I went to a bank in the States was mm -hmm. like the level of security. Like, Oh, at, sure. I mean, it's not all banks. I don't think, but sure. A lot of them here. And it's like the post office. They have this like plexiglass between the teller yeah. and the person. And it's like, is this such a problem? Like, is it such a problem that you need to have that? Like, yeah. that's wild to me. I, I guess know. it's guns, I suppose. I guess. Yeah. I mean, if it's it bulletproof is, right? glass, which it's I imagine guns. it is. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely guns. guns, but like, that's just one of the weird yeah. examples of how that shapes like the just everyday world. Cause yeah, like in Canada, the post office is, in the corner of a drugstore. Oh, shit. And it's just really? Like an, yeah. Like, at least where I grew up and in Toronto, sure. it's just like they're in Shoppers Drug Mart, which is the, our drugstore. Yeah. And um, then, like, the liquor store is like, um, I mean, they're government run in Ontario. So sure. they're all, like, very, like, pleasant and, like, big open spaces with, like, you know, some subtle signage that's like, hey don't drink too much. Okay, buddy. I mean, do drink because we do need the money. <laughs> sure. But, uh, <laughs> just, yeah. be, you know, uh, be moderate. Um, and then banks are just like, yeah, they're just, I don't know. You go up and talk to someone and there's no like barrier between you. Very, wow. very different. So many it's, differences. It's like different places are different basically humane i suppose in in some more ways or there's there's less of that kind of uh, it feels separation feels a little yeah it, 
I don't know, going in places like the post office here feels very dehumanizing and also like yeah. scary. Like it's like, sure. oh yeah, it's a reminder that people could just have guns anywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which is wild. And after, after uh, 2001 and the sort of anthrax scare that happened right after 9-11, I- I'm pretty sure that's when postal workers started having to wear gloves all the time. So like oh. medical gloves and like just barriers. Um, I could be wrong. It's possible it was before then, but I, I was pretty young before then. I was a teenager, so yeah, yeah. Things I may not have noticed before that, but hey, yeah, it's a lot, guys. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this country might have some problems. I, I think I think you're onto something there. Like, I think <laughs> I know everyone's like, "Oh, America is the best. It's like the best country in the world. We love yeah. it so much." But I don't know. It seems like there are some things that could be better about it. I feel like you're both onto something and also uh, maybe, I don't know. I don't do, know. Do you think it's, it's good the way things are right now? No. <laughs> no, it's pretty bad. It's pretty terrible in, in every way. Uh, the last few months have been, um, I will say, as somebody with like severe OCD about disease, um, mm. it, it sure was interesting to be living through a, a actual pandemic and then also mm-hmm. uh, uh the possibly even far worse thing of uh, how widespread the police brutality has been uh, towards people of color and the police brutality towards protesters and everything like that has been uh instructive i suppose in 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 many ways i will say my mother who i never thought would uh sort of agree with me on certain things my mom is like Almost 70. She's like 69. She's a, nice. you know, middle-class white Sorry. lady from Rhode Island. <laughs> She's a, she is. Sorry. I can't she, believe I said she nice. Is, she is 69 and it oh is nice. Oh my God. It's okay. She knows she's, she's great. Uh, talking to her about uh, defunding the police. Uh, she's been a lot more receptive than I thought she would be, mm. uh, which has been uh, somewhat good to hear, I suppose. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if you have conversations with like older relatives about politics. I don't know if that's like a place you go to or yeah, can go I to. I mean, um, I've tried to in the past. Sure. Um, I guess I've done it more with my mom over the past yeah. year. Yeah. I think when COVID stuff started getting really bad and governments were forced to step in and start funding things. I had a conversation with my mom around then, I guess like in March or April. Sure. And she was like, well, they're saying it's like a crisis now, but where did all that money come from? Like, what, it's a crisis for some, for some people. It's always a crisis. Like, why couldn't we have helped them then? Like, oh. Why couldn't we have helped them before? And I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Right. Just like rubbing my little raccoon hands. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> oh, so you're maybe you're getting radicalized by this moment. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah that and, little uh, bit of like. Yes. <laughs> yeah, of like, wait a second, is money made up? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and like, is, like, could we have just been solving social problems through, like, uh, <laughs> public works? Hmm, maybe. Hmm. And then also with um, the police violence stuff, she, yeah. you know, when I've been talking to her about that, and she seems pretty horrified by what the police yeah. are uh, allowed to get away with in this country yeah. Yeah. and so far has not 
done any like but rioting uh which is right right is very good uh i'm very very pleased about that but yeah i'll probably try and talk to her more about it it's like not always been something i've been able to talk about with my parents just because like yeah. i feel like our contexts are so different totally like i was a first generation college student yeah and um I think had that experience that some like working class people have when they uh, go to college and then come back and uh, are like, how do I interact with, with these people? Like not that college, like, you know, prevents you from, from doing that, but I think it can create some tension when you enter this like new social world and then you come back to your old context and you're like, how do I merge those two things or like navigate them without seeming like, Oh, I went to college. I think I'm so smart. Right. Because that's, I think definitely what happens sometimes when, um, you know, when, when people come back and are like, um, Hey, here's the stuff I've been learning about or like blah, blah, blah. And you know, uh, people don't like feeling like, you think you're better than them, uh, rightly. So, of course. I remember a pamphlet that my parents got, like when I went to college. My parents are both the like their first generation to go to college. Like my dad was the first in his family uh, to go to college and, and law school, and my mom was like she and her brothers were like the first ones to do that in in her family. And like this is a while ago, so I don't even think this was like that uncommon for their generation like my parents are fucking boomers like boomer ass boomers mm-hmm. they were both born in 1951 kind of thing you know so like yeah uh it wasn't even like that uncommon but it was my dad grew up like super super working class like uh you know his his folks were like factory workers and everything and so like uh they had some interesting context and i've always seen my dad as somebody who like kind of goes between worlds a lot and like did that very successfully to you know be successful in his own life for sure but I just remember like a pamphlet they got when I went to college and I went to a like no name college I was not I was not going to Harvard you know Mm -hmm. or anything like that um and like the pamphlet was like your child might uh come back with some interesting ideas here's how to talk to them about that and blah 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 it was just like so it was like very well-meaning but very like oh boy and my parents being like that they were some they were people who encountered this more firsthand than i encountered it firsthand they were chuckling about it a little bit like oh you know good pamphlet but holy shit kind of thing but it was kind of funny (laughs) random memory from 2002 (laughs) (laughs) get i get those sometimes from when i was a wee wee lass of 18 Mm -hmm. um that happens sometimes for sure. Uh, but yeah, it, it's been interesting. My mom did do the like, not butt rioters, but it, it, she was, she did need to be a little, I did need to be like, we can't be distracted by that. I was, I was like, you, you can't get distracted. It's a distraction. Don't, don't follow that trap. That's like a, that's bullshit. You don't need to worry about that. It's all bullshit. Talk about police brutality. That's what's important. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay, I get it. I get it. You know, she's been so much more receptive to a lot of my, uh, uh, more radical ideas than she has been in the past. And, like, to her credit, my mom grew up in, like, an extremely conservative context. And since my sister and I have grown up and, like, lived in other cities and, like, had 
different experiences of the world. She's been very open to kind of talking about those things and like understanding them. Uh, and she always like described herself as being like, you know, your father and I were kind of free spirits compared to where we came from. And like, that's very funny to me, uh, you know, to see that and think of like these like very, you know, like basically Obama Democrat white people, mm-hmm. right. Thinking of themselves as being like free spirits, but like compared to the world they grew up in, it is kind of like night and day uh, to an extent. So mm-hmm. I don't know. This is a little navel gazy. Sorry, but I, uh, <laughs> I at least have been encouraged by some of our conversations lately. Um, so that's that's something nice. that's something to hang on to, right? I guess in these times, a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you want to talk about some of the work that you've uh, worked on on the site that was super exciting uh, for you this week? Uh, wow, do I? I mean, <laughs> it's okay. It's also okay look, if you don't. <laughs> we posted some cool stuff. Um, yeah. What do I want to talk about? Oh. Um, yeah, I had a really good time on You Love to See It this week. Yeah. Uh, when we did Horror Noir. Yeah. And, uh, I got so many movies that I want to watch out of that. And, um, yeah, that was a great episode of that. So if you haven't, (laughs) uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, uh, go to the new feed and, uh, sub subscribe to that because we split up all the, we split up all our podcasts. We did do that, uh, which was like, I'm having postpartum <laughs> depression over it right now of like mm-hmm. putting things into different baskets and then realizing how much, uh, how much, uh, kind of groundwork we need to do to, uh, to seed those things and promote those things. But, uh, yeah, thank you for being on that episode. I, I love that documentary and, and wish it was like 72 hours longer, <laughs> basically, so much really good stuff. And Shudder put, like, I, I think it's, like, Blackula Scream, Blackula Scream, Sugar Hill. It put a bunch of the movies that are sort of uh, part of horror noir, which is, of course, the documentary about black folks in horror film, uh, like, on their platform as well. So I am, like, looking forward to having, like, a little bit of a mini marathon this weekend and watching a few of those movies. Yeah. Uh, just, just, like taking them in and like now I have all this this really awesome context for them as well which is super helpful uh in like actually understanding why certain things are super important and why certain things like were made the way they were made which is fun for me so yeah yeah you also posted a piece that I really liked and I'm definitely putting it on Instagram this weekend about uh a game designer who like recreates mechanics Oh yeah, uh, it was a Jack yeah, yeah, yeah. Wood piece, which yes. is just a cool design thing. Like, what a cool concept! Yeah. You know? So, um, God, uh, that channel is called uh, Mixin Play. Um, yeah, I can look it up. Well, if you want to set it up. Yeah, I gotta uh, remember. It's been a long week, everybody. Yeah, it's. Yeah, that was like the beginning of the week. And I'm just like, yeah, it's been like seven months, right? That's uh-huh. good. That's healthy. <laughs> Mix and jam. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And um, yeah, it's basically like a YouTube channel where uh, this guy tries to recreate iconic aspects of different games. So like the star launching in Mario Galaxy. Um I think the uh, it was like some sword thing from a Metal Gear game where basically you can like oh, nice. cut objects into pieces. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, his name is Andre Cardoso. Nice. And uh, yeah, he did the axe throw from God of War. Um, everybody loved that axe throw. <laughs> everybody loved it. I never played that yeah. game, but I do remember everybody loved it. And uh, yeah, like it's it's really cool to see him just like recreate these things in like unity and yeah. just like on his own be like, okay, well, like, you know, I'm going to like try and figure out how they did this. And uh, that's really cool. Like, it's kind of like, um, what's it called? Reverse engineering. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would really recommend checking out a bunch of those videos. There are a few embedded in the piece, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, just like go to his YouTube channel, uh, Mix and Jam. And uh, the latest one he did was Pikmin. So, oh, perfect. That's very I cool. Am, I am, especially after seeing there was a game during the PlayStation 5 uh, sort of expo, I guess, whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead of E3, there was a PlayStation 5 thing this week. Uh, there was a game that looked a little bit like High Def Pikmin, and it oh, made yeah. me want to go back to Pikmin. And so I'm very excited to actually watch that. Uh, and see how some of these things work. Because that's always been a game that kind of fascinated me from a design standpoint. How, how do you make that feel good? This like weird little action-y strategy thing. So, oh, that's rad. Oh, man. Uh, I also enjoyed being on Horror Noir this week. But I also had a lot of fun on FanFight. I feel like I plug FanFight a lot. But it's also like just something I super enjoy every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, LV and I... Uh, talk about pro wrestling and um, MMA, of course. This week we had John on because this was fun. John watched the UFC fight this weekend for the first time in like 11 years. He actually like sought out uh, the fight and was just like, all right. And was like texting me during the fight and was having like the time of his life. And so I was like, okay, you have to come on because we're doing a lot of pride stuff this month. We're trying to highlight a lot of like openly queer fighters and like queer wrestlers and, and other stuff. And we watched um, this really, really fun pro wrestling match where it's Nyla Rose, who is an openly queer woman. Uh, just being like extremely fun and throwing around her opponent in like this casino themed <laughs> arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though she lost, it was just fun to like highlight her and how how fun she is. She just has like a really, really great persona. And I also gushed for, you know, a little while about Amanda Nunes, who is UFC champion in two weight classes and the first person ever. She kind of made history this weekend when she successfully defended her title in more than one weight class. Like Many people have had like a belt, like, you know, won the championship in uh, more than one weight class, but nobody's ever successfully defended both of them at the same time. And so she's like that dominant and also the the only openly queer champion in all of the UFC. And like she and her fiance are basically the cutest people on earth. They do all these like adorable things together and like really cute like Instagram videos. And they've always been super open and like the ring announcers will always be like, you know, they'll mention things like in a nice way, like, oh, and, and, you know, of course, uh, you know, her fiance Nina is here and cheering her on and, and all sorts of stuff. So it's like really nice in such a, a, a sport that's like associated with being like hyper, hyper macho and stuff like that, that like she is very, very openly queer in the UFC and like so fucking awesome. And like she's going to have her first kid soon well she's not pregnant she was just in a fight but her Uh fiance is is pregnant and like they're gonna have their first daughter in september and it's just very like it's just very goals it's very nice it's very like oh they're like 
such a such an awesome like queer family and they're like highlighted and she's like that good she's like god level good so kind of love her a little bit you know uh kind of fangirling a little bit but i think it's fine it's fine to fangirl every now and then i suppose yeah (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um and let's see what else even happened this week i'm just proud of the staff i guess in general i just want to highlight like um kenneth shepherd our uh, am news writer uh wrote a really really good essay about the last of us about sort of it was it's kind of a review essay but it's in the context of uh he just lost a parent like mm-hmm. as he was writing this review like in the process uh of writing the review he had to go uh and like be with his family because his father was passing and like i i just couldn't be more honestly proud of somebody being able to put out that quality of work while going through yeah. that like it's really stunning a really great piece and just really proud of him uh for doing that obviously there was no pressure on him like there was no like get get the embargo or something right, like this right. you know, absolutely not like we were very very clear like please like if you need to just take the time it's totally okay like nobody here wants you to go through anything extra right now and he was like no 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 i i'd really like to do this i'd really uh uh, like to take this on and play this and write this review. So just props to him, basically. Um, and we have a really good review podcast with him uh, and with Natalie Flores, another of our awesome news writers, and Colin McGregor, who's going to be doing some guides on that. So that was really, really good. I'm just proud. I'm just proud of the staff here. I'm just proud of folks getting such good shit done, uh, even under kind of duress. So yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. 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 It's pretty nice. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on before, I guess, closing office hours for business? Hmm. I just want to shout out to the uh, yeah. Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Fuck yeah. But, okay. I don't know if anyone yeah. who listens to this is in Seattle. I would imagine we have a few Seattle listeners. but Probably, right? Yeah. Um, I've talked about this occasionally, but I used to live in Seattle. Yeah. I lived there for four years while I was in grad school. And two of those years were on Capitol Hill. Sure. Uh, not in an area encompassed by the zone, uh, as uh, according to the maps that I've seen. But it's just so fucking cool that that's happening. Like, because that, that's where, like, I used to spend all of my time. And Capitol Hill was this really vibrant neighborhood that, I mean, it was the neighborhood of Seattle, of course, yeah. And uh, it's I spent, changing. I spent a bit of time there. I, I was dating somebody there uh, a couple of years ago and spent right. a, a bit of time there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And like, um, you know, that's changed a lot. And even when I lived there, it had already changed a fair bit. But sure. I just remember like, you know, I was like a baby gay when I um, when I lived there. Yeah. And just like going to um, like going to Pride on Cap Hill and just like fucking around at like secret parties for pride and like yeah. all this shit. It was, it was just so great. And um, I have such good memories of that space. And the last few times I've been back, it's been really sad to see like how many buildings have been replaced by luxury high rises, which like fine build density, but like <laughs> you should have to build low income housing. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I still have like a really, uh, a really big place for Seattle in my heart. And I'm like so excited and hardened to see people 
doing this really awesome thing and um, trying to resist all this propaganda that's like, oh, they're roaming warlords going around extorting businesses. Like, none of that is true, as far as I can tell. Um, It's, I don't know, it's a really exciting thing. And uh, if you're out there, um, yeah, thank you. And, you know, um, stay strong and stay safe. Absolutely. It's been so, so, so cool to see that. Just, yeah. Yeah. God. It does make me want to get on a plane and, like, just pack up an ambulance. Or maybe just, like, <laughs> maybe just take my ambulance and be like, uh, going on a trip, guys. Bye. Uh, slightly, out of the, slightly out of the service area. Mm-hmm. Just a little. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then just, like, set up shop and just be like, here we are. And just give right. out, like, water and medical supplies. <laughs> I mean, be, like, I've thought about it. <laughs> like, I've thought about it. But, yeah. you know, there's yeah. a lot of stuff in New York that I could be doing as well. And, um, yeah, for sure. You know, it would probably be if I were to fly out there, I feel like it would be more of just like a uh, for my personal narrative kind of thing rather than like, you know, being able to actually do any really important good. And like, I think it is important that that work is being done by locals. And I don't know if like there's a problem with tourism uh, so far, but I think it's mostly been been okay. But definitely there's going to be like influencers like coming and like yeah. you know taking selfies in the autonomous zone right uh, so hopefully all those people will be uh respectful and uh yeah yeah not cause any problems yeah absolutely absolutely any other zones you want to talk about <laughs> like the twilight zone or i like the twilight zone hydro TBH. city zone or <laughs> green hill zone or yeah i mean chemical plant zone the friend Look. zone the friend zone is, uh, you know, is the place to be. It's a, it's a beautiful place. Sonic got through the friend zone. Did it do do? But like we both had our like little interpretation. Hey, there. isn't it weird how gas stations like a certain? I don't know, like what company what company it is, but like you'll go into Coke, a the, gas station the sound. Yes. store yes, 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 yes. to yes. like buy a Gatorade or something and like when they ring it up it's like Bring. yeah it does the ring it, it does, does the ring, ring sound. sound from Sonic like how did that happen I think there might be an article about this uh, let me just there see if I can there has to be right there has to be gas station ring it's iconic sound Sonic um I get like a physical feeling about that oh. like I get a physical okay. feeling in my fingers about that sound so it's apparently, uh, the best answer I, I have found, and by best, I mean the, the most, the fastest, um, is that according to a, a tweet by Jack Grimes, okay. it, uh, it's because Sega makes point of sale software. Oh. Which, uh, Yeah weird that's wild i don't know if that's true i found another answer that says like that sega sold their ip to a company called sammy who used them to make a pachinko machines and then they licensed out those ips to chinese manufacturers who make things like registers uh that are sold in the u.s so uh inconclusive (laughs) if you know the truth right please write us and uh and fill us in because 
why more people should be talking about this, you know? Honestly, I would just love to know. Like, I'm so curious now and I and I can't stop hearing the ring sound. Like, I just keep like everything I'm doing, like every time I'm like looking at, at a piece, every time I'm clicking over to something, I'm just like hearing it. I just need to know. I just need to know. Maybe there's something, some pop psych about it, too. Like, mm. oh, it makes people want to spend money. Like, it makes them feel good and they want to spend money or something. Like, like a, a high-pitched tone, but like a pleasant high-pitched tone. But like, like, makes people do things. But like, Sonic, when he loses all his rings, he dies. So like, if you spent all your money, you oh, would be you, dead. You die. Oh, shit. So maybe this is like uh, the like Canadian liquor store equivalent of like definitely drink, but don't drink too much kind of thing. It's like, a, hey, don't buy too many spend your money. Yeah, <laughs> don't buy all of the high energy drinks. Just buy like what you need. But that goes against everything Amer America stands for in terms of excessive consumption. So I don't know. I, I have a muddy theory here. This theory has been muddied. Much like Sonic's boots in the, um, there's no like mud zone, is there? There's no like mud hill zone. Is there a mud zone? I don't. Is there? I mean, like with say, quicksand maybe or something? I mean, you know? there's definitely sand. Um, yeah. There's Sandopolis zone. Ooh. And uh, Green Hill zone is sandy in a later game. Yeah. And, and um, like if there are green hills, there's got to be a lot of rain. Because to keep it green, right? Right, yeah. That's also yes. how they make the loop-de-loops and the floating platforms is the rain. Yes. You need that to yeah. grow those. Um, <laughs> grows. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't think there is a mud zone in Sonic. Someone okay. can write in and be like, actually, on the Neo Geo Pocket Color, there's a Sonic <laughs> game where, or like, the Tiger Wristwatch Sonic game has like a mud zone. Um, I would be curious to hear if there is. I don't think there is, but yeah. I haven't played Sonic 3D Blast lately, so oh, who knows? And, and why not? <laughs> and certainly why not? Um, you know, there's nothing like an isometric game on a... Where uh, you jump on platforms. Where yeah. you jump on platforms and, uh, <laughs> you know, you're using a, a D-pad to do that. So right. It's accurate. It's very accurate. Um, it, well, it's accurate to probably what it feels like to be Sonic, which is to die a lot and, and fall a lot and not make your jumps sometimes because nobody's perfect yeah. at Sonic, right? Right. God. God. Does he need cleats? All right. This is my last thought. Mm -hmm. He must need cleats if he's going to the mud zone. Like special running cleats, like for soccer. Or you would football. think that he would also need those in, like, any ice zone, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he does slide. He does slide yeah. in the ice zones. Yeah, because he's um, not wearing them, I guess. Oh. Right? Although he can Maybe? still run okay. So. Yeah. He's getting traction. I think what's possible is that Sonic runs so quickly that his feet, like, uh, melt the ice. Okay. Or something. He has those hot feet, you might say. His feet are hot. His feet yeah. get very hot. Well, because he destroys his shoes in the movie from running too hard. Oh, I actually never saw the movie. Yeah, it was fine. Sadly, because I heard it was pretty fun. So it was yeah. fine. Yeah, it was like a fun family movie. Um, yeah. It wasn't horrendous. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a great movie, but it was just... <laughs> sure. For what it was, it was, it was fine. I almost kind of wished it were worse and like... 
more upsetting yeah. because it's just so like inoffensive most of the time. Like yeah. release the original cut, release the Snyder cut. Yeah, exactly. The the feet cut, perhaps. Uh, just like the cut more where about the it's the horrible yeah. original design. We all yes, want to see it. Yeah, we do. I mean, I want to see that. I don't know. I, I want to see that and listen to like the sounds of the rings in my ears like mm-hmm. every every two minutes that I play for myself while watching it to condition myself to enjoy this movie. I don't know. Sounds good to me. It's a place where we could go in life. Uh, I cannot fucking stop thinking about Sonic and his feet and his cleats now. Now, this is where we've gone. Well, this got, is where this has taken us. I've got good news for you. <laughs> yeah? You're not alone. <laughs> because There's uh, the internet for me. There, huh? There's a community, a, a thriving <laughs> community just waiting for you. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, you can just go to sonicfeet.com. <laughs> I'm going to see where that actually so takes please us. Please don't. Please don't. I, I just... I just need to see if it's if this is real. No, it's not. It's not real. Sadly, it's uh, no. Oh, one owns. but OK. But it's taking me some other places that are real. Uh-oh. Uh oh, including a, a YouTube video called Sonic's Delicious Feet. It's good. It's, uh, wow. Wow. That's a big blue foot. It sure is. Uh, and the foot just like slowly becomes bigger. I'm glad I'm. This is this is East Coast office hours, um, and we we go to the places that you know uh, other podcasts might not dare to go to. We we cover a lot of ground. We put on our podcast cleats, you might say, uh, and uh, we run through the mud and the ice uh, for you, dear listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to take us out uh, today, or sh- or shall I? Uh, why don't you? All right. I'm just going to read this lovely text so I don't keep looking at uh, Sonic's feet. Um, I mean, no judgment if people like Sonic's feet. I do not care. Uh, It's just not not my thing, that's all. Just not my cup of tea, and that's okay. Uh, With that, on that beautiful note, I think we're about ready to close office hours for business. Uh, So please do actually uh, rate and review our podcast because that helps us so very much. And, And again, if you... For example, also like movies, say things like the Sonic movie, uh, you can go to You Love to See It uh, anywhere you get podcasts, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all those good places. Uh, and also rate and review that because we have a really good time on that podcast as well. And this one is Office Hour, so look for that. You can follow us, of course, on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, on Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok on Fanbyte, and of course, Fanbyte.com. You can watch all of our good streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. And of course, you can listen to all of our podcasts where we put them in a nice little archive on fanbyte.com slash podcasts. Marriott, where can people find you online? Um, I'm at Marriott hey, on Twitter. Awesome. I'm Danielle or I on Twitter. And I think with that, office hours are closed for business. Mm-hmm.